And Paul served God faithfully. Paul was committed to the message of Jesus Christ. Paul was committed to the gospel message of Christ. And he spent the rest of his life serving the Lord faithfully. He spent the rest of his life serving and giving the gospel message to who would ever listen. Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. Most churches have a ministry that they're known for. But the one thing that every church should be known for is the message of reconciliation. Today, Pastor Jones shares why it's important for us to have the message of reconciliation. Let's go into the message. Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. We're so glad you're with us again today, and we pray God's blessings upon you. We continue to seek God on your behalf that God might continue to keep you and cover you and bless you in every way. But we'd like to get to it, so let's get to our text. It can be found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we want to look at verses 17 through 21. And it reads, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us the wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making the appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of the message of the ministry, the message of the ministry. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we bless you now. We give glory and honor to your name. And we ask now, Father, that you would bless this time that we share in your word and in your presence. We ask God for your power to be with us. We ask God for the filling and the anointing of your Holy Spirit to come now in all of your glory. And we thank you, Father, for this moment and this opportunity to share in your word. And we ask now, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. The message of the ministry. Each church has its own identity and each church has this lane in which it moves in. Some churches are good at sharing the, the gospel message. Some churches are good at, at service and, and, and meeting the needs of the community. Some churches are good in getting people organized to move in and maybe even in a political way. Uh, but each church has its own little identity, its own little niche in this world that we're in. But one of the things that we have to realize and understand in the body of Christ, every church still has a responsibility of sharing the message of God. We still have the responsibility of sharing the word of God and not just sharing the word of God, but sharing the word of God from an accurate standpoint, sharing the word of God from a place of truth. We have the responsibility of sharing the word in its fullness. Yes, we have to be careful about what we share uh, in the ministry, uh, and we have to be careful about the types of messages that we share. Because it won't take us long if we find ourselves uh, sharing in a certain area and we see that there's a, a popularity growing in that area, we begin to shift all of our messages 
in that specific area. And yes, there are sometimes we find in the body of Christ where there seems to be a certain style of message or a certain style of preaching that is hitting home and, and everybody seems to run over and shift to that style. But one thing we have to make sure that we realize and understand, we have to preach the gospel. There is no other message that is more important in the body of Christ than sharing the gospel. Every church has the mandate and the responsibility of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. No matter what other messages you may preach, no matter what other uh, avenues you may go down, our central message and our central purpose is to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Because at the end of the day, no matter what we do as a church, we are still in the soul winning business. It is still our responsibility to bring souls into the kingdom of God. Yes, we may preach messages that will help us to deal with our everyday lives. We may preach messages that will encourage us to do the right thing when we are facing a new political season. Yes, we may even have messages that will share with us on how to even govern it in our financial life. But we cannot neglect the gospel message. We cannot leave out the most important thing that the church is about. And again, that is winning souls for Christ. If we began to leave out the message of the gospel, if we begin to leave out the main message of the church, then we're not doing our job. We're not doing what God has called us to do as a body of believers. We've got to make sure that we don't neglect the message of Christ and we don't leave out the main message of the church. And that is that we are in it to win souls. We're in it to bring people into the kingdom of God. And if we're not about bringing souls into the kingdom of God, then we're just another club that's organized and meeting on a regular basis. The church, the body of Christ is about winning souls for Christ. It's about winning souls for the kingdom of God. And every church has that responsibility to share the message of reconciliation, helping sinners to reconcile to a holy God. If we're going to be about the message of the church, one of the first things that we have to understand is we've got to experience the message. Yes, we got to experience the message of reconciliation. We talk about experiencing the message of reconciliation where we have to start with Christ. The message of reconciliation starts with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We make sure that we're sharing the message of the ministry when we make sure that we experience the message. Yes, we have to experience the message. The message of reconciliation starts when we experience it. How can we share something that we have not experienced? How can we share what God can do for you if we have not experienced ourselves what God can do for you? So we make sure that we first of all experience the message. We have to make sure that we start with Christ. We start with understanding and accepting the message of the atoning work of Christ on the cross at Calvary. We start with accepting the work of Christ that he's done in our lives. Yes, we start by accepting Christ and repenting of our sins and accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is the beginning of our experiences in the message of reconciliation. When we start with the message of Christ and we start with the, the atoning work of Christ on the cross at Calvary, we can then come to the place of beginning to experience what God has in store for us in the gospel ministry. 
Yes, we come from that place where, where God has shown us that it's possible now to have a transformed life. We can now experience the change in our life. We can now experience the, the resurrection of Christ in our lives as we are raised from the dead, as they said. When we talk about experiencing the work of reconciliation, we have to talk about surrendering our lives to God. Yes, what we do is we surrender our lives on a daily basis to God. We surrender our will to God and we're willing to die to the flesh day by day. As we surrender our, our will to God, as we surrender our flesh to the Lord and we die daily to the flesh, we die daily to the things that the world would use to attract us. And as we began to continue to experience God, we began to find ourselves dying to the flesh, dying to the will, dying to sin. When we die to the flesh, the will, and we die to sin, we're on our way to fully experiencing that glorious salvation that God has brought us into. And as we began to die daily to those things, and as we began to give up certain things in our lives, if we began to walk away from those things that would cause us to still live in that old nature. Yes, the Bible says that when we are saved, we have become a new creature in Christ Jesus. And Paul is helping us to understand here in this fifth chapter that we've now entered into the ministry of reconciliation. But it starts with us experiencing the message. Yes, see, this transformation is made possible because of God positioning us in Christ Jesus. When, when Jesus Christ died on the cross at Calvary, what it does, it, it did a favor for us. It opened the door for us to be positioned in Christ. How does it do, do that, Jones? Well, it helps us to find, first of all, our life in Christ. We've been positioned in the life, the death, and the resurrection of Christ. We are positioned in the life of Christ once we are saved. Christ came here to be an example. He came here to live before us as an example for God. So when we accept Jesus Christ, we are now accepted into the body of Christ. We are now positioned in the life of Christ. And Christ is positioned in our lives. But we go on to experience the, the experience of the message by understanding that we're also positioned in the death of Christ. When we understand that Christ died for our sins on the cross at Calvary, Christ died in our place. And because we were positioned in him, he took the punishment that was due us. He took everything that was coming our way because we were positioned in him once we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And now that we've accepted him, we get to experience the gospel message. We get to experience the saving grace of God. We get to experience the message of reconciliation. And as we experience that message of reconciliation, we find ourselves again understanding that Christ was the sacrifice on our behalf. He was the redeeming sacrifice that brought us back into a right relationship with God. He was the anchor for our lives because he now gave us that place that we could stand solidly in God. When we understand that we also experience Christ in his resurrection. Yes, it's the resurrection of Christ that gives us hope. It gives us eternal hope, the hope that we one day will be raised from the dead, the hope that one day that we would also meet our glorious father in the end, that we would also ascend just like Jesus Christ did to be with the father. But because he was raised from the dead, because he was the first fruits of God's resurrection, it gives us hope that we would also be raised just like Jesus Christ, our savior. 
But if we live and walk day by day according to the spirit of God and not according to our flesh, then we will find ourselves not walking in the sin nature and we'll find ourselves beginning to walk in this new life. We'll find ourselves beginning to live in that born again state. We'll find ourselves again of living in that new relationship that we found in Jesus Christ. When we understand that God is come into this world in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins. And he's brought us also the message of reconciliation. And he brought that message of reconciliation through his son, Jesus Christ, as Christ came and died for our sins. And now he's gone into heaven and sit at the right hand of God, the father almighty to be an intercessor on our behalf. We have the responsibility of experiencing the gospel message. We have the responsibility of experiencing the message of reconciliation. Yes, we may have come into this world a corrupt being. We may have come into this world full of sin. We may have come into this world full of hate and anger, but we have the opportunity to lead a new life. We have an opportunity to have our lives done all over again. We have the opportunity to repent of our sins and accept Jesus Christ. And now we have the opportunity to live a new life in Christ Jesus because the reconciliation work of Christ has started long ago. And we have the opportunity to experience it by accepting Jesus Christ and his atoning work on the cross at Calvary. Not only must we experience the message, there's the power of the message. Yes, there is the power of the message of reconciliation. In verses 18 and 19, we see the power of the message. But that glorious power behind the message is God himself. Yes, the scripture said that God is the source of the power of the message of reconciliation. You see, the power of the message gives us the privilege of sharing in the work that God has given us as a gift. Yes, he's given us this glorious salvation as a gift, and he's given us this gospel message as a gift, and he's given us a part of this reconciliation work as a gift. You see, the presence of God is the power behind the message. And once we understand that as individuals, when we share the gospel, when we share the good news with others, we won't find ourselves getting upset and angry when they reject the message. You see, it's God that is behind the message. It's God, the, the power of God that's behind the message. And when we understand it's the power of God that's behind the message, it's not our power, it's not our might, it's not our intellect or, or how, how good we are as an orator with the word of God. It's about the power of God behind the message. And when we understand that God is behind the message that he's given us to share with the world, we simply must carry out the mission and share the message. We just simply must tell somebody about Jesus Christ. We just simply must tell somebody the good news of God. That's all our job is to do is share the good news of God. We're not to worry about anything else other than sharing the gospel message. It's not up to us to determine who is and who won't accept the message. We simply share the message and we believe that God will empower that word to touch their hearts. Do you remember when you accepted Jesus Christ as Savior? What was the thing that caused you to accept Christ? What was the thing that, that caused you to make a decision? What was it that made you say yes to accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior? It was the power of God. That's the answer. It was the power of God. The word had no power. 
the telling of the story from us, it had no power. The word has power, but the words that come out of our mouth has no power. But it was the word that God empowered. It was the story that God empowered. And when we understand the presence of God was there behind the words of the message, the presence of God was there behind the story. It was the presence of God that was behind the testimony that we gave. And when we gave that testimony, we simply told our story. It was up to God to empower the story. It was up to God to open the heart of the individual. See, it's important that we understand our role is simply to be messengers of God. But it's God who's going to give the power to the message. And there were three people involved in that reconciliation work, as the scripture tells us in 18 and 19. God is the one that's in charge. Christ was there as his agent. And then we serve now in the ministry of reconciliation that helps to reconcile the world back to God. But verse 19 shows that there were three things that God did to make reconciliation possible. Yes, it shows us there were three things that God did that made it possible for the world to be reconciled to him. See, God came to this earth in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. See, God was Christ reaching out to humanity. He was coming in human form that he might show us the way and that he might be the one who could pay our sin debt. We needed a perfect sacrifice, one without spot, blemish or wrinkle, and none of us fit the bill. But Jesus Christ came that he might be the sacrifice for us. He came that he might die in our place. But God also forgave sin. God was Christ dying on that cross and he was doing it on behalf of humanity to pay our sin debt. God forgave sin. He gave us Christ to die in our place. And because Christ came and he died in our place, God made it possible for us to be free from sin. Because God came in human flesh and because God forgave our sins, he said he didn't count our sins against us. And because he gave us the right and the privilege to be free from sin, it was the work of reconciliation that he was engaging in to free us on the cross at Calvary. But God also committed the message to us. He committed the message of reconciliation to us that we might serve as his agents here on this earth to share the good news, the gospel message with others to help them to come in a right relationship with God the Father. Yes, God gave us a part of this glorious reconciliation that he gave us a part to help bring humanity back to himself. And he let us be a part of that. It is a privilege to be a part of the gospel ministry. It is a privilege for us to share the good news. But we have to keep it in check and understand it's not by our power. It's not by our might, but it's by the might and the power of almighty God that we are helping to bring the world back to God. If we share the message that God has given to us, we first have to experience the message. And then we understand the power behind the message. It's not us, but the power behind the message is God. Not only must we experience the message, we must understand the power of the message. We got to commit to the message. Yes, we must commit to the message of reconciliation. We should be committed to the message of the ministry because God has made us ambassadors. He's allowed us to be representatives of the government of heaven. 
and we serve him by sharing the story. We serve him by sharing the gospel, the good news. We serve him by reconciling the world back to God. God has given us a glorious opportunity. And as Paul has said earlier, he's given us this glorious and great treasure in earthen vessels. Do you understand what God has given us an opportunity to do? He's given us an opportunity to share with the world the message of love. He's given us an opportunity to share with the world the message of reconciliation. He's given us the opportunity to tell the world how to find peace with God. And I know maybe the world is really isn't looking for peace with God, but soon they're going to find out that if they don't have peace with God, if they don't have Jesus Christ as their savior, it will be too late. I don't want to have blood on my hands and, and I know you don't want to have blood on your hands. So I pray that you understand it is important for us to share the message of the ministry and the message of the ministry is reconciliation. It's reconciliation in Christ Jesus. We're not trying to reconcile people to us or we're not reconciling them to some building, but we're trying to bring the world into a right relationship with God, the father. And we should be committed to carrying out that work because God has made us available and he helped us to appeal to the world to come into this relationship that God has offered you. We have the responsibility of telling dying souls that Christ is here to save them. We have the responsibility of telling a dying world that there is hope. If you would turn to Christ, if you would give your life unto Christ and serve the Lord thy God, then you can find salvation in Christ Jesus. But we should also be committed because God allows us to speak on his behalf. When I understand how awesome that is, you get to speak on behalf of God. It's not that God can't speak for himself, but God wants us to be a part. And he's given us the privilege of being a part of this reconciliation work here on earth. We should at least do our part by talking and sharing with others about the goodness of the Lord by telling others that God wants a relationship with them by letting people know that Christ died for their sins. If we share the message, if we do the work of the ministry, and again, the number one message that every church should be preaching is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Christ died for our sins, that he's the glorious son of God, that he rose from the dead. And that Christ wants to have a relationship with us. If we would tell the world, then God would empower it. God would empower the message that we would share. Yes, it may be the words coming from our mouth, but it would be the power of God. And when we understand that verse 21 gives us the motivation, verse 21 shows us the motivation to be committed to the message of reconciliation. It helps us to understand that God displayed his love through his son, Jesus Christ. When he allowed Christ to die on that cross of Calvary, he was displaying his love to humanity. He was showing us how much he loved us by allowing his son Jesus to go to the cross at Calvary. He gave Jesus as a substitutionary sacrifice for us. Yes, every one of us should have had to go to the cross to pay for our own sins. But Jesus Christ went to that cross on your behalf. He went on my behalf. Jesus Christ went to the glorious cross to save our souls. He went to die in our place. He went to give his life a ransom for many. Yes, and because he's done that, we should be committed to the work. He did this so that we could be made right with God. He did this so that we could have righteousness in our lives. 
Yes, when Christ went to the cross at Calvary and when we accept his son, Jesus Christ, he imputes his righteousness upon us. That means that as he looks upon us, he doesn't see us, but he sees his son, Jesus Christ. He sees the righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ on that cross at Calvary. He sees the righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ on our lives as we move through this world. He no longer sees a sinful Jones. He no longer sees the sins of our humanity, but he sees the righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ, because we have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I don't think there is any other person who could have told this story or who could have written this text other than Paul. I know that everyone else has had their experience, but Paul has had the experience of this text. And I think it was easy for Paul to write this text because Paul is simply telling his story. Paul is sharing with us how he experienced the message of reconciliation. He experienced the message of reconciliation on the road to Damascus. When Paul said he was not from his beast, we experienced the message of reconciliation as Paul has experienced the glory salvation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He experienced this glorious message as he experienced the power of the message. Yes, it was the power of the message on that road to Damascus that got him saved. It was the power of the message on that road to Damascus that turned his life around and it made Paul a new creature. Yes, it made Paul a different man. It made Paul somebody new because now God had come into his life. He really had the Lord in his life. He thought he was working on behalf of God, but now Paul has found himself really working for the Lord and Paul served God faithfully. Paul was committed to the message of Jesus Christ. Paul was committed to the gospel message of Christ and he spent the rest of his life serving the Lord faithfully. He spent the rest of his life serving and giving the gospel message to who would ever listen. But it's not just Paul's story. It's your story. It's my story. It's the story of Jesus Christ. It is the message of Christ. It is the message of the gospel. When we understand that we have a message in the ministry and the message is the message of salvation, the message of reconciliation. When we understand that that's the message that we must share, then we have to do as Jesus said, we must be about our father's business and share the gospel, the good news, the message of Jesus Christ. So I encourage you every chance you get, share the message. Every chance you get, do the work of the ministry. Every chance you get, tell someone about Jesus Christ and his saving grace. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.